All right, we're going to attempt to do the impossible today. Not sure if we can do it or not. I guess we'll see over the course of the next hour. The impossible of trying to have intelligent conversations about OU football recruiting while watching the OU Clemson Super Regional matchup. I'm not so sure how I feel about our chances today, but we are at least going to try and do so. And I guess we got to start with actually some portal talk. Philip Paya, which how much time did we spend yesterday? Is it real? Is it a legit offer? Is this serious? Is this a real thing? Well, he put something out yesterday, and then now he puts out something again today. It sounds like he really did get offered this time around. He really does have a scholarship offer, Tyler, and he's going to visit next week. But, look, in greater context, none of this matters right now because my life is never going to be the same. Yeah, um, I'm hashtag anti-Buckies as well. And I don't know if you want to go that far, but I am willing to go that far. Jim in Arlington has ensured that I will never be able to walk into a Bucky's with a clear conscience again. Now, will I walk into a Bucky's again? Absolutely. Probably later today. Just don't but tweet it out, please. I will I will have to walk into Bucky's with the knowledge that my purchases of fried apple pies and barbecue sandwiches and sweet teas and Texas cheesesteak burritos over the years is blood money. Helped fund David Hicks's commitment to the Texas A&M Aggies and went into the pocket of a Texas A&M donor whose name happens to be Arch. Look what you've done. Look at the, I'd say the empire that you helped build, but look what you've helped fund I, here I've recently. helped fund the evil empire. And not even help fund? Like, the biggest sin of them all? Help promote. Because who tweets more about, Bu- I don't think Bucky's tweets more about Bucky's than Parker Thune tweets out about Bucky's, you know? So that's probably the biggest sin of all is he's been really the one more than anyone that's been pushing, I mean, all of this A&M, this A&M brand even further on social media. Um, look, if you want to go to Bucky's again, will I judge you um, quietly, privately? Yes, but <laughs> surely, come on, surely you're done tweeting out every time that you go there. And sharing what you got. You're just it's causing like, more harm at this point. It's like an addiction. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. a dysfunctional relationship. I'm going to keep going back to Bucky's. Will I have self-respect while doing it? <laughs> no, but I'll do it. He won't feel good about it, at least. Hey, um, man, Lane Kiffin, I, I think that he's rated too high as a head coach because of this. But he is... He's the best head coach out there on social media these days. And we talked yesterday about Auburn saying, hey, there's an edit out there. Only Bucky's in the SEC. You know, hey, just saying, only Bucky's in the SEC. And that went viral with that edit. And then Lane Kiffin tweets out an edit, hashtag come to the sip. And it says, the only SEC school with the Chevron that sells chicken on a stick. And it had like a, she- at a Chevron <laughs> gas station with a chicken strip on it. Well done, Lane Kiffin. Nice Lane job. Kiffin Great is troll. such a troll, and I love it. Oh, my gosh. It was so good, man. It was, it was the best troll ever. A Chevron. Chevron that sells chicken on a stick with a couple of chicken strips there and an Ole Miss guy in the background. Gosh, oh, it was amazing. I, I can't hate Lane Kiffin mm-hmm. at this point. Like, there was a time, I feel like, where Lane Kiffin was much more hateable as an individual, but by virtue of nothing more than his social media activity since taking the Ole Miss job, you have to, like, you, you've gotten to the point where you almost have to at least appreciate him, even if you don't like him. Yeah, I mean, you can't hate him, right? You can't hate him. It's, you know, whether you respect him or not as a football coach, think he's overrated, fine, but you at least got to admire him for sure. Um, I've, um, boy... 
This just threw me. Jim and Arlington's text threw you about 20 minutes ago. This one threw me. Um, from the 918 is Parker and A&M Plant. Now, I don't know how many of you have seen the uh, TV show The Americans, but we literally just got done with the TV show The Americans this week at our, at our house. And if you don't know what the premise about that show is, it's basically set late in the Cold War in Washington, D.C., and essentially there's a guy working in the FBI, Parker, and his next-door neighbor, and basically what turns out to be his best friend, the family are Russian spies. So this kind of hits home to me. I feel like I've been doing a show this entire time, talking OU football recruiting with someone for an hour a day, and he may indeed be an A&M plant this whole time. Listen, I just want to categorically disavow that. I have never so much as set foot in College Station. I have never been to College Station. No, I am not an A&M plant. Now, the accusations of me being a Nebraska plant, while untrue, have much more of a foundation than accusations of me being an A&M plant. So, no, I will disavow all connection, whether real or perceived, to Texas A&M University. Uh, stick around for 220. We're going to have a lie detector test coming up with Parker <laughs> Thune uh, coming up at 220 to see if he is indeed Did a, we actually get place. a lie detector? Gosh, this is going to make my life so much easier when it comes to covering recruiting. Oh, yeah, seriously, right? I'm going to tote uh, that around in my backpack it's on all, every single road It's trip. all about the quick trip now, Parker, LOL. Yeah, when's Kevin Wilson going to put out an edit with the quick? Only uh, school in the, uh, what are they, in the, the, the American? Yeah, only school in the American with the quick trip. Uh, located on campus or something like that. I don't know what uh, what gas station OU could boast. 7-Eleven? Only 7-Eleven in the conference? Only 7-Eleven in the SEC, maybe? I don't know if those are a big thing down south or not. Coke, uh, Coke Icy? I, I don't know. Coke speaking Slurpees? Of, speaking of Tulsa, you know who's taking a victory lap today? T.J. Eckert. Because uh, what do you do? T.J. Eckert, and this was several months back. I think this was March. But you remember, Kevin Wilson like came for TJ on social media because of a series of tweets that he put out. And none of them were connected. It was like, and I think Kelly Hines got roped into it as well. But basically, I, I actually can't remember whether it was TJ or Kelly. But somebody put out there on Twitter that it was unclear whether Tulsa actually had a capable punter anywhere on the roster. And Kevin Wilson quote tweeted it. And basically called it BS. And I think, like, posted a picture of his punter group or something like that. Something to disavow the notion that Tulsa had an issue at punter. Well, yesterday Tulsa signed a scholarship punter. So, so weird. So Yeah, it's so weird. Win just, for the Tulsa media, yeah. L for Kevin Wilson. Yeah, we'll see how many L's uh, he takes on as the uh, TU head coach this year. They don't have Brahms as a texter in the 405. There you go. That's that's what we'll sell on recruiting edits out there. The only Brahms in the SEC. They don't have one of those. Only all-you-can-eat Chick-fil-A on campus? That can uh, be OU's claim? Dude, is that not already a big recruiting pitch? How is that not? You're trying to get I've defensive never seen line. Edit. You're trying to get down linemen right now. All-you-can-eat Chick-fil-A? Hell, for the skinny wide receivers, I think all-you-can-eat Chick-fil-A would play pretty well. I would say for any human being, the all-you-can-eat Chick-fil-A would be an effective recruiting Jeez, pitch. So, yes. listen, OU Graphics Department, if any of you are listening, this is the chance. This is your chance to step up your game. 
take it to the next level because you're going to need to be on the next level once OU's playing ball in the SEC. Going to have to start cooking up some unlimited Chick-fil-A edits. So Parker was the reason that David Hicks had the Robert Meacham nuclear flip to A&M. Three laughing face emojis from the 918. I'm willing to go there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm willing to go there. I would say over the course of my frequent stops at Bucky's over the years, given the amount of money that I've spent at Bucky's, whatever whatever seven-figure amount A&M dished out to DJ Hicks, I'd venture to say that I'm responsible for probably no more than a cent or two of it. But nonetheless, it is blood money. And I feel part. I think you're responsible for that entirely new end zone that they built about ten years ago to get it over a hundred thousand uh, capacity out there at Kyle Field. I'm willing to blame you. Like, there's not a whole lot of success that we could point to for Texas A&M outside of a COVID Orange Bowl that year, you know. But any small success that Texas A&M has had in the past four to five years, I'm ready and uh, willing to, uh, yeah, to put that on your shoulders. By the way, yes. texter from the 405 chimed in. This was the first text they've ever sent. On the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So, welcome to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It's normally this, a better first segment than this, I promise. Uh-huh. But <laughs> So, this listener goes, we were just talking about Tulsa's punter problems. Apparently, Oklahoma has the opposite problem because they just got a commitment this afternoon from Colorado transfer punter Ashton Logan. And this texter chimes in to say, looks like another punter just committed Oklahoma. Am I wrong, or are we stacking punters and not really addressing the kicker position properly? More depth at punter than any other position on campus right now. Sa- Too many safety and punters. Punter. Safety and punters where they have the most depth right now. I mean, hey, if you can't replace Michael Turk with one leg, just replace him with five legs, Seriously, I guess. yeah. It's, it's a pretty bold idea, but I don't hate it. Yeah, a month ago, if I would have told you, hey, um, OU is going to get a Colorado transfer in the month of May. Jordan Tyson, You would have said, on, Jordan baby. Tyson, let's go wide receiver. <laughs> nope, it's Ashton Logan instead. It's Ashton Logan instead. But, hey, maybe he'll turn out to be, maybe he'll turn out to be a great punter. Obviously, he wasn't Louie in uh, Deion Sanders' eyes because he is, he's out the door. But maybe he can be Louis Vuitton in the OU special teams department next year. PWOU. Yeah, which, hey, not everyone hates, by the way. Some some people actually like that OU's throwing out uh, several PWOUs. I mean, hey, that's what specialists come for, right? In very few cases, specialists get full scholarships for the most part. These guys are preferred walk-ons. So the more the merrier. Yeah. Uh, Again, Philip Paya gets offered 6'4", 305 pounds. Uh, what'd you say that you talked to him last night? He's yeah. going to take a visit next week, and yeah, sounds like OU's probably going to be the move for him. Feels that way. Yes. Just so, bring I all mean, your stuff on the visit, so you don't have to go back to Utah or wherever he's currently living. Just go on the visit with the intent of, all right, I'm probably going to commit, and so I don't have to take another trip back. And here, I'll just I'll just stay here and call it. By good. the way, context on Philip Paya. He originally signed with Michigan out of high school as an interior offensive lineman. In the class of 2017, Tyler, and somehow this guy has two years of eligibility. That's what we were trying to figure out yesterday, how he had two. And I don't know how, but Philip Paya and I are the same age, Tyler. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 
That's how uh, long this guy's been around. But he's not going to Bucky's and help fund Texas A&M's NIL funds. Yeah, you two okay, the same but, age. Hey, this is Utah State. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. That's the first time I've ever heard you throw out a Bob Stoops impersonation. It wasn't a very good one. I leave. I leave it to Steely on the Bob Stoops impersonation. Gunny says nobody can replace the ego of Turk, though. Well, maybe uh, Ashton Logan, your new punter, will try. Ohio Sooner. Hopefully, he's better at keeping the ball out of the end zone uh, than Michael Turk was in 2022. Hopefully Ashton Logan just rarely has to punt next year. Isn't that what we're all hoping for, that the offense is just so good that the uh, you don't need the punter as much as you did in a 6-7 and seven season? But, sure, I, I saw Michael Turk, um, what, two years ago in the OU-Texas game? I felt like that was maybe the best game of his career. Was that two years ago? When OU had the uh, the comeback in that game, I feel like he was fantastic that day. Like threw just some booming punts out there, flipped the field a couple times, and he maybe wasn't the ones. MVP, but he had a he had a hand in that he one. He had a couple real good ones, as you'll recall. Though he did have a punt blocked in the first what three minutes of that. Yeah, football that was game? that was not great. That yeah. was that was not a great experience. Like showing up like 10, 15 minutes before the game starts. All right, here we go. Kickoff, opening kickoff. All right, here we go. Texas one play. Uh, 75 yards, OU three and out, a block punt. Like, I just sat down and it's already 14 nothing. Seriously? What just happened? Here? Yeah, it's 14 nothing. Delarian Turner yells, walking back to the yes. locker room. Like, oh Worst boy. case scenario is how that game started in the first five minutes. Jeez, OU needs to get off to a better start in the OU Texas game this year, wouldn't you say? It's been a few years since they've gotten off to a good start in the Cotton Bowl. They've been playing behind the eight ball now since. Uh, since, like, uh, Jalen Hurts was on campus or something. So at least that's what it feels like. That's pretty mm-hmm. true, man. I don't know what it is about the first quarter in the Cotton Bowl these days. Might need to change that look around a little bit. 405-651-3439 is the Meyer Chevrolet text line. OU leads it right now over Clemson. Two to nothing in the top of the fourth. Clemson has runners on first and second with one out. Hey, let us know who is uh, hanging out with us today. Where are you listening from? I mean, I'm about to look on the app map to see exactly where, but hit us up on the text line and know exactly where you're listening to. We'll read it off. And I know it doesn't feel like OU's killing it in recruiting right now, but when you look at the rest of the Big 12 schools, it's kind of eye-opening how many slow starts are going on right now across the conference, Texas included. We'll tell you about that and a whole lot more coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Locked in with the Bacobas and Thune, live on the ref for the Homeless Suter fans inside the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, where it's OU softball up four, no, excuse me, two nothing on Clemson in the bottom of the fourth inning. Ref Army listening nationwide. Winfield, West Virginia is tuned in today via the free KREF app. Porterville, California, Great Bend, Kansas. You ever been to Great Bend, Kansas before? On a recruiting trip, Great Bend's. Offhand, no, I don't think so. Where is where is that in Kansas? Uh, I don't know. I have the out. app map like really zoomed out on that, so okay. I'll have to get to exactly where it's at in the state of Kansas. Joplin, Missouri is tuned in. And, Gunny, I'm giving it to you. Um, Porter, Oklahoma is the uh, small Oklahoma town of the day. On the text line, we got Pawnee, Oklahoma listening in. Uh, downtown Fort Worth, about to have a baby girl. Thanks for all the work you do. Booma. Hey, congratulations. That's awesome. You're about to have a baby girl. That's that's really cool. Um Awesome. I, I hope everyone's uh, doing well uh, there in Fort Worth and your family, but that is, that's awesome and very kind of you to be tuning in uh, right, be- right before you're about to welcome a new member to the family. That's awesome. Uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, did we not learn anything from last year with this time of year in recruiting? Everyone needs to relax. I like that text. 
uh, Pawnee, Oklahoma, Glenpool, Oklahoma is tuned in. So even though the uh, softball game is going on today, we've got several people listening. Uh, Great Bend is close to Jaron Cannock County, apparently, to yes. Ohio Sooner. Yes, I looked it up. That's in western Kansas, yeah. so no, I, I would never have been through there. Uh, Poe, Indiana, uh, 260 area code. KW the 918, you all are talking crazy right now. We got off to a great start last year in the Texas game. Davis Bevel completed a pass, and we almost scored in the first quarter. I mean. He did throw a pass for a <laughs> first down. In comparison to the rest of that game, yeah, yeah. I guess. I feel so like his first get... pass, it was maybe like a third and four or something, and it was like, oh, yeah. all right, hey, moving the sticks, okay. Got something here. Because OU's defense was on the field for the first drive, and they got a stop. Like they got, they got a big third down stop, and it was like, okay, yeah, you're trying to will them to victory. And, well, we know that that didn't last very long. Uh, big 12 recruiting rankings. Again, I don't know. I think depending on who you ask is how you know people feel about OU's current recruiting efforts right now. I like what our listener in Fort Smith said. Look at last year. They ended up being fine. It's going to look very similar. OU's got the second-highest-ranked class in the Big 12 right now. The conference is not off to a great start, which yeah. is not who, all that shocking. Who, who are they behind, Tyler? Tech Say at 20. It, yeah, it, exactly. Your favorite exactly. fan base. So, again, this is a mirror image of what we saw last recruiting cycle. Because you remember, there was a time. There was a time in the 2023 cycle where Tech had the number two class yes. in America. Yes, That was a thing that happened. Oh, yeah. It did not last very long. No. But there was a time was where that was the case. It was never going to. And it's not going to last this time around either. Oklahoma and Texas will have the two best classes in the Big 12. Uh, Tech is at 20. OU's at 28. Then we go Iowa State at 31. Oklahoma State at 34. Kansas State at 43. Baylor at 45. TCU at 50. KU at 54. BYU at 63. And then Texas all the way back at 64. So, I, I and I'm not... I wouldn't be super worried about recruiting if I was a Texas fan. I, I think that they're going to be just fine, just like Oklahoma is. They're in on some big-time prospects. But if you think Oklahoma's off to a slow start, buddy, Texas is really off to a slow start. And, again, like I think Texas will be fine recruiting rankings-wise. I don't think it'll be as highly ranked as last year or their class will be as good as it was last year. But Texas will still have a nice class. But are they a class that has been known to get – um, I, I guess commits earlier on. Like we can see it from OU's side; they don't necessarily force the early commit. But has that been the same case for Texas previously? I mean, I feel like, and I don't know. I've I, I've only covered recruiting for so many years. There are plenty of folks that have covered it a lot longer than I have that can offer better insight and deeper insight as to that question. But last year, Texas was recruiting pretty well. When the month of June rolled around, I think they were top 15 nationally. But where they crossed the line from a school that was recruiting pretty well to a school that was recruiting on an elite level was when Arch Manning committed. And that kind of broke the dam for Texas. And so I would say with, with where Texas is right now, there, there will be a landmark commitment, whether it's a Micah Hudson or whether it's a Jarrett Gibson, someone along those lines will end up committing to Texas, and at that point the floodgates will be opened. It'll be the same thing for OU if they lock down David Stone, right? You get David Stone on board, oh boy. Yeah. They're coming. The the perception of things really, uh, that starts to shift rather quickly uh, if you just get David Stone on board. By the way, Sid Sanders just hit a two-run bomb, so OU's up 4 nothing now on Clemson. 
Four runs. Uh, we're not through four innings just yet, but OU is um, they're hitting the ball well today against one of the best pitchers in all of college Remember, football. you heard it yesterday on these very airwaves. Clemson Tigers, zero runs in this Super Regional. Um, I didn't think it was a crazy take at the time, but so far it's holding up. Stay hot. Sid Sanders, though. She absolutely uh, crushed that ball. Speaking of David Stone, um, rivals will have like, uh, hey, here's a rumor. Are you buying it? Are you selling it? Like, what do you think about that? I think, uh, does Gorney do a lot of those those articles, maybe? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, there's there was a uh, one, one on the front page today. Rumor, five-star David Stone will play at Oklahoma. So I don't really know if that's... What? I don't really know if that's <laughs> a, a rumor, but... That's the that's at least a topic that they addressed. Rumor, five star David Stone will play at Oklahoma. And they say buy it. A lot has been made about Stone's mom saying she doesn't want him in Oklahoma, but those comments were misconstrued, and it's not a case about her not liking the program, but more about him getting out and being able to focus on school and football. Those reservations are dissipating. I'm told, and it looks like Oklahoma is now in very good shape with the five-star defensive lineman who's at IMG. A&M is there. I get the I get the sense Michigan State is sleeping a little, and so I take the Sooners for sure. So there's at least someone nationally with rivals saying, "Yeah, I buy it that David Stone is going to play at Oklahoma." So they basically watched the Respect My Decision podcast that I did with Gorney a couple days ago and transcribed it into an article. Is what you're doing. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. I look. By the by the way, I just mm, mm, never mind. I, I work for rivals, so I shouldn't I shouldn't critique them on the airwaves. But rumor. But if you're going rumor, to rumor, David Stone is going to play at Oklahoma. Like you could put rumor before X recruit is going to play at literally any school, and it would hold up. Yeah, I mean, right? like if you want to rumor, if you want to address David Stone, there's probably a better way to word it than he's going to play at Oklahoma. You know, rumor. Um, OU is the. How about this rumor? OU is the clear leader right now for David Stone. Yeah, there that, you go. That that's, works. That's a lot better, right? Rumor. <laughs> Bryant Wesco will play at TCU. <laughs> yes, Imagine. Well, okay. Um, so I say that it's opinion of a national writer. You almost tend to think that it's the opinion of a national writer who heard it from you on Gorney's podcast a couple of days ago. Well, I, I mean, if you go back and listen to the podcast, basically all of the points that are hit in that article are points that I hit in that podcast. So about his my, mom, like the comments being misconstrued and, yes. and all of that. Yeah. Yes. All of that. So I don't know. I'm still learning how things operate at rivals, but you need, you need a royalty there for, uh, you know, giving them some uh, content, you know, your name's not even attached to the article. You need at least something there. That should count for page counts for you or something. From the 918, will Parker flip to AggieYell.com? Yes, no! He already has. That ain't true. He already has, The I editor think. who put it out there is garbage. Bob Stoops and a Mike Gundy reference today by uh, Parker Thune. Bucky's annual revenue, $5 billion a year, says a texture in the 281. It's making me sick just seeing how much money they rake in. Yeah, I wonder how much of that money I spent. $4 billion, probably. <laughs> At least four billion. I, I wish I had that much to spend. Promise you, if I did have have that much to spend, I'd spend a good chunk on Bucky's, but not yeah. all of it. Uh, another uh, another article on rivals. They have uh, fact or fiction. A and M is the real threat for Williams Winery uh, yeah, for bull. both OU and Tennessee. Bull. Basically, saying they're the clear number three. Like they're the biggest threat to OU and Tennessee. Gorney says fact. Some guy named Passwater, that's an A&M guy on the rival side, says that's fiction. He's not buying it just yet. That 
A&M is seriously so, in for williams Wow, well, So the A&M insider is out on it. Yeah. Right? I feel like that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. I mean, we know A&M is a cult, and maybe that uh, sneaks into their media a little bit as well, but he's saying, yeah, I'm not buying that A&M is on OU Tennessee level right now. Yeah, by the way, in, in case I haven't made it clear throughout the week, my take on that rumbling, as it were, is a fiction. I think a big reason why you think it's fiction is more of how his high school and kind of who he's around thinks of Texas A&M. Is there some validity to that statement that I'm throwing out there? There's a lot of validity to yeah. that statement, yes. I think that there's that's probably, uh, that's probably a big factor in all this. Old Passwater says, fiction, for now there's no question that A&M has gone from off the radar to a serious contender. But that's just one visit. When the buzz wears off, he may feel a little differently. But if he returns later this summer, which appears likely, then look out. You can't overlook the Aggies in this one anymore. So we say, like, don't count them out necessarily. You know what it feels like? It almost feels like OU with Sammy Brown. Uh-huh. Like, okay, like, don't exactly. totally write them off, but there's two other teams in front, like there are with Sammy Brown, that are definite clear leaders right now uh, over where we sit today. So that's what it kind of feels like to me. Rivals plagiarizing Parker, says Jim in Arlington. Yeah, I mean, they didn't plagiarize me. They repurposed some of my content, which I guess as long as it stays within the network, I'm fine with. I'm fine with. I just found it funny that it was almost an exact repackaging of the podcast I did with Gorney earlier in the week. Uh, 918 Wake Forest is in the recruiting top 10. Will they finish top five? <laughs> The only thing Wake Forest has a chance to finish top five in is baseball. I think they're currently the number one ranked baseball team. Really? Yeah. I did not realize that. But, yeah. hey, you know what? If Wake Forest out-recruits USC. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> you will hear we'll about have it on fun. these yeah, airwaves right here. Trust me, you will know You'll about it. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> AJ and Edmund with the new legislation. Can we start dra- dropping bags now? That's That's been big news, man. I mean, listen, nothing's ever stopped you from dropping mm-hmm. bags. The question is more, will you drop bags at Oklahoma? And I look, this staff is ready to compete on the NIL front because you have to with big-time defensive linemen in particular, the likes of David Stone and Joseph Jonah Jonier, Nigel Smith, and Will Nguyenary, what have you. But that's never going to be what they recruit around. It's one thing to play the NIL game – it's another thing to cultivate an identity as a program that's built around how heavily you play the NIL game. Texas A&M tried to do that, and look where it got them. Five and seven, and almost a third of their classes transferred. And uh, $80 million uh, buyouts currently right now, give or take. It's, it's right around $80 million. We read it off a couple of days ago. So, yeah, have fun with that one. And a lot of drama with your head coach and offensive coordinator. Oh, I didn't think uh, I didn't think we could top uh, last season at Texas A and M, but you add Bobby Petrino to the mix, and it's the wild card of all wild cards. Anything is possible in College Station this year. I love it. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, your recruiting questions on the text line. We'll get to that. Michael Boganowski has five official sets. A lot of OU recruiting to get to as well. Keep it locked on the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on the ref. We're the home of Suter fans. Clemson scores two runs in the top of the fifth. It is now OU four, Clemson two. Gosh so dang it. My one hot take it's gone. is dead in the water. Dead in the water. You see I'm holding a uh, 
preseason college football magazine by Lindy's, right? You see oh, this really? In my no, hand? I hadn't seen that. The most unbelievable thing happened yesterday, Parker. Okay. Uh, you and I get done doing the show, and I'm lugging all the equipment out of Sooner Station, and I'm about to get to my car, and this car just pulls up and starts honking at me. I'm like, uh-oh, this is, <laughs> this is not going to be good. This is normally not a good uh, ordeal. Car pulls up, rolls down the window. It's Doug in Norman. No way. With the Lindy's in hand to give me and said, hey, I, I know that you're wanting one. I just stopped by uh, Barnes & Noble to get you one. Here you go. I was like, Doug, thank now, you, man. Look at that. L- Doug, Unbelievable. Doug loves to play problem child Ugh. on the text line, but he is a G in real life. I was just, you know, he saved me $14. I'd been going to Walgreens all over the place to look for preseason college football magazines for content and Doug, he just came through like a champ. Ah, upset of the day. Uh, From the 405, where does OU stand with Taylor Tatum? Uh, I like where they stand with Taylor Tatum. I like it a lot. Well, you put it a 6 out of 10 earlier. I did, and like, I... I've mentioned this before, but I've been fighting... I've been fighting the urge to put in a future cast for a couple weeks now. And it's because of... I think I mentioned this already. It's because of the recruiting casuals. And so, like... I don't want to throw in a prediction for the number one running back in the country unless I'm darn sure that he's coming to Oklahoma because people who don't follow recruiting on a regular basis and really only use social media to follow recruiting, what they see when they see a prediction is they see, oh, Oklahoma's supposed to get the number one running back in the country. And then if for whatever reason it doesn't happen. They probably think it's imminent, too, that it's going to happen. Exactly. And then when it doesn't happen, they're the ones having the exaggerated meltdown. Because they don't know anything about Taylor Tatum's recruitment other than, oh, the expert said he was coming to OU and now he's not. It's in the name Futurecast, pretty much there. So, you know what? In in terms of assistant, like, I'm not necessarily... This isn't necessarily a ranking of assistant coaches who are the best recruiters now, though DeMarco, I mean, would be at the top of that list. Just in terms of, like, guys at certain position groups I'm not worried about getting players at, um, DeMarco Murray might be number one for me right now. I just, I don't worry about... Yeah. And and that, to me, is a little bit different of a ranking than who's the best, you know, recruiters on staff. Because I think it's pretty obvious right now, the running back position and running back success has looked a whole lot different than defensive line success right now. It's easier for OU, and probably for a lot of schools, to recruit running backs than maybe it is defensive linemen right now. I don't worry about DeMarco Murray. In fact, I worry about him less than any other assistant. He may get the number one running back in this class, and if he doesn't, he's still going to get two, at least two really good backs. I just, I don't, I don't, and I won't worry about running back recruiting moving forward. Nor should you. Now, I did throw in a new future cast. I this did morning. see that, yeah. Yes. Um, to eat for Easton Baker, who we three, talked about yesterday. Three star linebacker out of the state of Utah. Uh, he's going to be taking an official visit to Oklahoma June 16th through the 18th. And that's one of the guys, Tyler, that, you know, if I feel good about him, not going to have a problem with throwing in a future cast because if for whatever reason he decides to go to like Wazoo. <laughs> then everybody's oh, no. going, okay, well, here's a three-star. Anyway. Can't even get now, a three-star kid yeah, now. Yeah, but, I mean, nobody's thinking twice about the kid if he goes elsewhere, which I, if you watch the tape on Easton Baker, and I know I mentioned this yesterday, that's a dang good football player. That's a dog It right feels there. like that was a but really like, good eval by the staff. Yeah, for sure. and it is, and it will be. But there's a stark difference between putting in a future cast for a kid like that and putting in a future cast for the number one running back sure. in the country, right? Just because – the public outcry, if you don't get the number one out uh, running back in the country, is going to be so much more exacerbated. 
We've seen, what, two future casts from you uh, this week? Cooper Alexander and um, Easton Baker. Am I missing anyone else? No, those have been the only two this week. And it, it honestly sounds like if the if you can do future casts for portal player guys, then Philip Pio would be pretty close, um, if not could already put one in. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I, I would put one in yeah. at this point because it's – it's OU and everybody else for Philip Pye right now. But I, I went out to see Cooper Alexander last night at the nice. no, Noble Team Camp, Noble America. Kid looks good, man. And he looks good on film, but this was the first opportunity I'd gotten to watch him in person. And he looks sharp. Good route runner, willing blocker, strong football player. Him and Nate Roberts, man, it's wild that a town of 700 people in Oklahoma – could have two power five prospects at tight end and at tight end too. Roster, y- you like, know, it's, it's, if that, it was like two wide receivers or two, even two running backs. Then okay, but yeah, two tight ends like that. That is that's absolutely insane. That's like, like matchup issues. Exactly. Everywhere. Like how many programs in America? Period. Not three A in Oklahoma. Not in the state of Oklahoma, but in America, have two guys that are legitimate P five players at tight end. So, look, I, this is like a genuine question. I, I, okay. I don't know if he feels this way, but Cooper Alexander, is there anything to him about, man, I'm really excited I got the OU offer, but why did it take this long? I does, don't, does he hold any sort, even if a small grudge, does he hold any grudge with that? I don't get that sense. I mean, like he's a kid whose childhood dream was to play OU football. Generally, a kid like that is not going to hold it against the staff if they wait a little bit longer than others to offer. And he's got really good relationships at Iowa State. He's got really good relationships at Stanford. But OU's in his blood. It's OU, line, man. man. Yeah. O- so, I mean, OU's in his blood. OU line. has a different I, recruiting pitch than all of those other t- I mean, you just. It would be the stunner of all stunners if that kid is not in OU's 20. Oh, it, it, it would feel like OU would really have to, and, and I don't think that they're going to. I don't know why they would. They'd really have to screw this thing up here throughout well, yeah, the next couple like, months. Here's the thing. Even if Cooper Alexander wanted to commit to Stanford or Iowa State, everybody in his circle, man, is pro-OU. I was walking around this team camp yesterday. One of his coaches at Washington High School has an OU tattoo on the back of his calf. Nice. It's like, these these people are Sooners. They're not going to let Cooper Alexander go anywhere but Oklahoma without a fight. Yeah, if he commits to Stanford. Stanford? What are you going to Stanford for? What do you want to be smart? Nerd? What are you thinking? Stanford, get out of here. Nah, it's it's been the uh, it's been the cool story of the week for sure that um, that he got that offer. Yeah, and I well deserved. He's been waiting on that well for deserved. a long time. I, I did see um, – I, 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 I think it was a 24-7 guy that covers Illinois – and sounds like Lane Jenkins is officially committed to the Illini. And the post was something on the line of, recruit flip, Illinois flips, OU commits, uh, Lane Jenkins. It was like, oh, okay, like, you can call it a flip if you want. I guess technically that is the case if he was already committed to OU, but we've uh, we've run down the situation that happened there. I mean, OU has basically told him to find a new spot after. Yeah, that, that, that was not a flip. I mean, it was a flip in the technical sense, but if Lane Jenkins had tried to sign with the University of Oklahoma or tried to enroll at the University of Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma would have informed him, you do not have a football scholarship here. Yeah. Uh, Mule Shoes Brisket. Come on now, ease up. Noble is 5A, and they do draw some from Norman. Small town, but a large school. 
it does have the small town feel in Noble, that's for sure. And I think that's just yeah. the way they like it. It's like the, the school is 5A, but it's a small town, uh, small town charm out there. I was out there uh, for the Rose Rock Festival a few weeks ago. It was, really? a, it was a good time. Yeah. Well, d- doing the show out there. That was the day that uh, we had to calm everyone down about getting a linebacker from uh, Ferris State. And the oh, day that yes. you got a new offensive lineman, Troy Everett, from App State. Yeah, that was Honor a good weekend. Day. What a memorable one. 405-651-3439 is the Knipple-Meyer Chevrolet text line. More David Stone notes to pass along, and uh, we'll check you in again on the uh, OU softball game. It's heading to the bottom of the fifth. OU leads right now over Clemson, 4-2. to two. Keep it locked on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Bases loaded. Nobody out. Bottom of the fifth inning. OU leads it over Clemson, 4-2. to two. Three consecutive singles. For OU softball, they get out of a bases-loaded jam with just one out. Uh, four to two in the bottom of the fifth, and you got your four-hole up. Excuse, well, your three-hole up with the bases loaded, nobody out. This is what you want right here. Middle of the order, bases loaded, nobody out. Bottom of the fifth, up a couple of runs. Here's where you, uh, you blow the game wide open. This is it. This is your moments. And I'm going to make the safe assumption that OU softball is about to do just that because these are the moments in which it doesn't really matter. Back, 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 back. Gone. And Grand Slam (laughs) Haley Lee. Right on cue, Tyler. Unbelievable. Load them up, knock them in. 8-2 Eight to two, Oklahoma in the bottom Sounds of the like fifth. Sounds like a sweet wow. city to me. Grand sweet slam city. That is right there. That's the biggest moment of the entire series. Uh, the fifth inning. You you get out of bases loaded with one out, and then you get the momentum back, or you go to the bottom of the fifth and you hit a grand slam. Um, that's that's the moment of the series. Well, right and that that tells you the series is over right there because you know that just broke Clemson's will. If it wasn't over already, it's over now. By the way. Today is a momentous day on this program for multiple reasons. One, Grill Boy is in the studio here. Two, we figured out you're an A&M plant. Okay, no, I wasn't going there. Two, my fiance is listening to this show right now for the first time in recorded history. Oh, so, no. Did we say anything me, dumb today? Remind me not to make any underhanded comments about her overly liberal use of Uber Eats. <laughs> We've made fun of Uber Eats just a couple yes, of days exactly. ago. exactly. That's what I was you know, referring to. Saying. Uh, okay, don't jinx them into a triple play, Tyler. I can't even jinx this team, okay? I thought we went over this last year. Were you not listening they're last kind, year? They kind of feel immune to jinxes. I, I, I can jinx. Immune to bad juju. I can jinx a lot of people and a lot of teams, but I can't jinx OU softball. They are inevitable. Yeah. I, I said last year I've never seen OU win a championship in person. So I uh, And I had been to, what, two championship games before that in football? You all called me a jinx for going to the OU Texas game two of the championship series last year, and it didn't look good early on. OU was behind, but they came back and won. Grand slam. Oh, boy. What a, what a moment. By uh, the way, this was a great text wrapping, a, uh, wrapping up the whole Lane Jenkins situation. Somebody texted in and said, my current employer flipped me from the old employer who fired that's me. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what – yeah. Illinois flips junior college prospect Lane Jenkins. Oh, did, 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 did they, though? Is that, is that yeah, what happened? It, of course, what happened was Sooner Twitter then quote tweeted that 
breaking news tweet from whoever the Illinois reporter was, and they quote tweeted it with screenshots of the web stories that said, report OU pulls offer from JUCO edge rusher. Uh, Real quick, before we get back into David Stone, since your fiance is listening, I did respond to the text I got a few days ago, the automated text that was like, hey, bozo, you haven't RSVP'd (laughs) yet. Will you please RSVP? Come on. Be courteous. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, I'll do that right now. Still hasn't RSVP'd? One Teddy Lehman. Well, of so, course. Yeah. <laughs> He'll show up, but he's not going to RSVP. That's not shocking at all, man. He, he Okay, so when I got married at my bachelor party, true story. Okay. He didn't show up to the bachelor party, but he did give me a card with money in it. The card said absolutely nothing. It was a blank <laughs> card, and there was money inside. Didn't sign it. Like, didn't. If I didn't know that it was. If someone wouldn't have said, like, this is from Teddy, I would not have known that it was from Teddy. That's. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's That's just the most brand. Teddy Layman thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Alyssa Brito just hit a home run, too. So, question back, Jack. Um, Brandon Drum expects David Stone back on campus before his official visit. So. This just goes along with OU sitting in a good spot, but sounds like he's going to be back on campus, according to Drums, in his opinion, before his actual OV. I think David that was- Stone will be at Oklahoma at umpteen times this summer because uh, he lives in Dell City. Yeah. So if he's going to visit anywhere, just for the heck of it, he's going to visit the school that's right down the road that's been his favorite throughout this whole process. Drum also dropped a, I think, Notre Dame leads for Xavier Robinson. How about that? Yeah, I mean, that's what it's been shaping up like, a tight battle between OU and Notre Dame for quite some time now, and it it is starting to feel like Notre Dame is gaining the upper hand. However, the solace to be found in that, if you're an Oklahoma fan, is that the Sooners get the last official that matters. Because he's going to take an official visit to Oklahoma State after his OU visit at the Champion Barbecue, but kid's not going to Oklahoma State. It's between OU and Notre Dame. Iowa State still feels they're in it, talking to somebody on that end yesterday, but let's be real with ourselves. I think if Iowa you... State's going to come up short on a couple in-state <laughs> prospects here. Yes, as Xavier Robinson and Cooper so, Alexander. Who I'm not worried about, about Iowa State. Starting to worry about Notre Dame, though. Starting to worry about Clemson, too. They're down 9-2 to two in the bottom of the fifth inning. Here we go. OU starting to roll. All right, that'll do it uh, for Locked In. The Rush coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.